You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the inaugural Common Fan Podcast, a Nebraska football podcast by the common fan for the common fan. I am TJ Burkle. Alongside me are Matt Owens and Jeff Langenberg, known in certain circles as Geoff in Lincoln. Hello. Gentlemen. Mr. Burkle. Good afternoon. Good to be here. Uh, We are really excited uh, to kick this thing off, and we're going to spend a a good chunk of this episode um, telling you what we're all about and and getting into some things um, that I think all common fans uh, care about. We're going to start here. Uh, Let's say this. Hats off to you, common fan, fellow Husker fan. We've been through a lot the last 10 years. Um Let's, let, let's think about this. All, all three of us are children of the 90s. We grew up in yes, the glory days. We have been to the top of the mountain. We have been to the we, mountaintop. We, we have seen the glory. We have seen the glory. We know uh, what that was like. Uh, the last seven, eight years, whatever it's been, have not been so kind. Um, it's, been, it's been rough. We have had a lot of pain as a fan base. I think it really started, I mean, I know Bo had some some blowout losses, but for me, the, the current run of just pain and anguish started with the BYU Hail Mary. And mm-hmm. Riley's first year, we had so many gut punch losses. Um, we've had the BYU Hail Mary game. We've had too many stupid losses to second-rate Big Ten teams. And I I go on the record on this. The Big Ten West is all second rate behind us. It is. Uh, but uh, too many stupid losses to count to uh, the Northwesterns and the Purdue's of the world. Uh, two Colorado games that we literally had in the bag uh, and somehow slipped through our fingers. We have had a center who couldn't snap the ball. <laughs> We've had a quarterback just this season who cannot catch the catch snap. The snap. <laughs> We've had things that you don't see at your children's football game. Uh, we have lost to teams that we are used to dominating, that we did dominate for, for years and for decades. And we're on our fourth head coach in less than a decade. We're not trying to start things off on a negative foot. What we are saying <laughs> Too <is> late. <laughs> we're still here, common fans. We are still coming back to fill up that beautiful stadium. Beautiful. Just, uh, just this season, we filled up the stadium for the Michigan game. 95-degree heat. Number two team coming to town. Not a lot of optimism that we're going to win that game, and we filled up the stadium like we always do. Yep. We're still planning our weekends around Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. We still know that you never, under any circumstances, schedule a wedding... On a football Saturday. Or a birthday party. Or a children's <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> or anything. Uh, it's really offensive when I have things that intrude on my Saturdays. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Highly offended um, by that. Uh, common fans, uh, our obsession, 
uh, to borrow, to paraphrase Bill Callahan, is as unhealthy as ever. And that's not going to change. And so we just want to take a moment, at, right at the start of this inaugural first ever Common Fan podcast, and celebrate the Nebraska Common Fan. We truly are the best fan base in all of college football. And we're going to get into some things about what we're about here, but that's really the crux of what this podcast is about. Um, we want to be a place where fans of all shapes and sizes, uh, whether uh, you know the fifth string center on the 1985 team. I don't. I think I know who that is. <laughs> or you're a little bit more of a casual common fan. Um, we want this to be a place where um, we're providing uh, hopefully entertaining and uh, valuable content uh, surrounding Nebraska football and really especially a place focused on the fans. And I think that just personally our general, I mean, we grew up with it. The reason that we're such dedicated fans is because we felt what it's like to be at the top of that mountain. Once you get that taste, you're going to, it's an addiction. You're going to come back and try and get that any way, shape or form you can. So absolutely. Yep. That's, that's exactly, that's where absolutely. I'm at here. And there's a, there's a sense of, I think with all of us being parents now, yearning for our children to have some some semblance of what we experienced growing up to right absolutely um and it's just so hard i mean there's you see all these other teams doing so well and uh why can't that be us it can be us man and it, it will be us. it will be us again again that, that is the we'll be back principle we'll be back we'll be back on top of them um, but i think uh geoff that's a really that's a really excellent point and i actually think that the longer we're in the wilderness, the more the more desperate I am to watch <laughs> and just have something good happen. It's the withdrawals, right, exactly. the withdrawal syndrome. Exactly. Like even these seasons that have been three and nine, four and eight seasons, we're still watching right. on that that twelfth game of the year against Iowa with no hope of going to a bowl game. Does not matter. Just yep. give us something to go into the long, cold winter months with, yep. and give us a little bit of a warm feeling going mm-hmm. into next season. Yeah, we we will we will latch on to any semblance of hope that things are going to get better. I mean, touche. We try to tell ourselves that Mike Riley was a good idea. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> guilty. Yep. It's the old I mean, it was really... at the time it was the old, well, you 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 fired the short fat guy, so let's let's hire the tall skinny guy cuz that's what that was. <laughs> and like, you never know, it might work. Yeah. Let's right. see if let's see if old grandpa <laughs> Riley can get us figured out here. Give everybody a Werther's and we'll just get it going here. <laughs> we'll talk ourselves into anything. Let's be honest. I mean, like I said yesterday, you know, our defense doesn't give up six touchdowns. We win that game, we're guys. Right, we win that we're game. right in so that game. Right Easily. We're right in it. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so um, a little further to the idea of sort of what we want about what we want to be about. We've developed uh, a list of, of, I don't know if we'll call them rules, uh, because if it's anything like with my children, no one will follow them. Uh, but <laughs> guidelines. Guidelines. Well, these are kind of some guiding principles um, that will guide us here in this podcast about what we what we want to want to be about, um, and they are uh, uh, subject to change at any time, uh, given approval, you know, pending approval by the Common Fan Board of Directors. <laughs> the board, yeah, uh, take it up with the board. Uh, but um, we're going to try to stick to these as closely as we can. So, uh, <clears throat> number one, first and foremost. Uh, all Husker football, all the time. Uh, this is a Nebraska football podcast. Now, again, if the uh, 
uh, if the basketball team is on the verge of their first ever March Madness win, we might need to do an emergency. Yeah, game. we might need to we do might, that. We might. It might not always be uh, uh, about Husker football. If we can get an interesting and engaging guest um, that is uh, unrelated to Nebraska football but still of interest to Husker fans, I think we'll do that, right? But the idea here is, I don't know about you guys, um, it could be March, it could be May, it could be July, especially in the off season. Um, I just get a hankering for Husker football content. When it's, Absolutely. It may, maybe, maybe it's a dead period. There's not a lot going on. Um, I usually find myself looking for something. And so we want to be that source for fans. Um, all right. Any, anything else on guiding principle number one? We can't talk about Notre Dame at all. No. Jesus. <laughs> I was just checking. No, no, we're not going to talk about okay. that. Okay. All right. Unless you want to talk about uh, when uh, the Huskers took over. Uh, <laughs> That's, the what, I meant. That's, what, I, That's uh, what I meant. That's what I meant. And uh, and took took the Domers to the woodshed. We can talk about that. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, guiding principle number two. We don't judge. And now, now, the phrase safe space gets kind of thrown around a little bit too much these days, and that kind of a lightning rod for people, I feel like. It can mean a lot of different things. But this is a safe space. It's a space. Ju judgment-free zone here. <laughs> for Husker football fans. <laughs> and what do we mean by that? Um, <clears throat> did, a, did a Husker football loss make you cry? Did, did, uh, did you go a little overboard after you know, yet another turnover or another penalty. Did you break something in the house? Did you put your fist through some drywall? <laughs> um, you know, did you snap at one of the kids? Um, does the outcome of a Nebraska football game impact your entire mood for the rest of the week? Um, Happens to us all. Possible. <laughs> Definitely possible. You're in the right place. Yeah. This, this is a place for you. Absolutely. We're, we all know what that feels like. We've all been there. I think there's a whole there's a whole separate pod uh, down the road about people's you know best. We'd love to get examples from fellow common fans about your best story. Uh, I'll just throw a little teaser. I had the, the police called on me during the 2015 Wisconsin game. That <laughs> <laughs> was the Andy Janovich touchdown oh, yeah. uh, game that still didn't end up mattering. Anyway, uh, turns out I was totally innocent. By the way, uh, <laughs> turns but, out yeah. no charges <laughs> are filed. But um, <laughs> the jury found me totally innocent. <laughs> but uh, look, we know that that uh, Husker fans can be a little uh, overboard, uh, and it means a lot to us, and that's why we're the best fan base uh, in in college football, in all of sports, really. We don't judge on this podcast. No, and I'm ashamed to say that the outcome of a young men's sporting event <laughs> ruins a 41 year old man's day. But here we are. Here we are. It's unbelievable. It's a game played by, in some cases, teenagers. Yes. Yes. And, uh, it really can impact, uh, uh, uh your entire mood for it's shameful. Yeah. For, for really an entire season. Um, any other thoughts on that guiding principle? I think that's a really important one. Yeah, no, I think that's good. You know, we, we've all gone to a place, I think, with our Husker fandom that we may not be proud of. Um, but <laughs> Have you cried? I, I have. All right. Um, I have now I'm we're not, getting I'm somewhere. Not, you know, not, not like now we're getting somewhere. Hand, you know, head in the hands bawling, but definitely teared up <laughs> and maybe a single tear rolling down the cheek. Yeah, Absolutely. I have. I'm not afraid to say that. Absolutely. 
Um, and we welcome all you common fans who have done. And you so. know what? You know what the common one was for me, common fan was a hat throw. Especially oh, yeah. if if I'm watching not not in have the a good stadium, hat throw. but watching at home, yes. or watching a road game, the hat throw um, was a staple of mine until. Uh, my kids got to an age where my wife said, "You can't do that anymore." <laughs> I, I mean, it's that's I've so had that true. Conversation with my wife. So yeah. now, you know, I've, I've I've I haven't done the hat throw in a long time, but I have left the room and and thrown it into an, into another room where there, nobody was around. Well, that the hat throw can be really satisfying. To, it's like a release for that for that anger. Another thing that I like to do is either punch the bed. Or scream yeah. into a pillow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh people. yeah. I've done. You them. don't. You don't want the children to see you do that. No. Because uh, you're supposed to be sort I, of a stable. I do the thing. over the shoulder like punch into the couch. Like the yeah, the couch punch. punch. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, One of these yeah. Times, yeah. We might have an issue where there's going to be somebody sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My kids like to sit real close to me during yep. games, so I got to be careful. But there have been there has been some couch punching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to see uh, that we're all such great examples for our children. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, in any event, we don't judge on this no. podcast. And you're, if you've done any or all of those things, you are certainly welcome. No shame. Uh, guiding principle or rule number three, we are here to help you fan. All right? So we are not journalists. We're not trying to compete with all of the other content that's out there in the Husker football ecosystem. So there are podcasts and message boards and websites and traditional news sources. Uh, we want to, uh, and, and great Twitter accounts, Frank, great, great right. follows on social media, right? Um, we want to be a place where all fans, all sources, uh, really all forms of insane, irrational Husker fandom uh, are celebrated and lifted up. And in fact, we've got an episode coming very soon where we're going to kind of compile a list of all the best sort of Husker accounts, Husker follows uh, to feed the addiction. Um, again, central to this whole idea of this podcast is the idea that we're fans wanting to help other fans enjoy the Huskers. Right, right. right. And, you know, odds are highly likely that we will even reference those other, oh, those those definitely. writers, those podcasters, um Whoever it might be, because you know we're we're three dads here. We 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 don't have all the time in the world to comb through every single uh, piece of Husker literature or uh, listen to everything. So we're just like you. We're com- we're com- we're three common guys, just just common Husker fans in our early forties, and just trying to just trying to bring a little bit of. Uh, um, I don't, commonality dare i say to the common fans absolutely uh where we can have a again a judgment-free zone where you can share our experiences and our thoughts on husker football and i think as as we alluded to earlier i think our you know I, i love our perspective of literally we have been to the mountaintop and we have been curb stomped uh, like we're the guy in the driveway, and or we've been pistol whipped by Henry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Like we have had every form of like elation and that feeling of dominance, that feeling that we're never going to lose again. And now we're in a, a, a current uh, special kind of hell where we're wondering if we'll get. What did to we do wrong? Any sort what of what have I done? What deserve this? What sort of bowl game? What do we do to deserve this? Um, okay. Just a couple more guiding principles here. Um, 
the next one here is all common fans are welcome. I think we I think we've laid that out pretty well already. Uh, but kind of the idea here is maybe you are a graduate of the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Maybe you grew up in Nebraska. Maybe you live a thousand miles away and you're a fan because of a family connection or I've actually had lots of people over the years in different places tell me they just got sucked in when we were good and they loved yeah. watching us play. They loved the uniforms, they loved the helmet, whatever it was. We were on TV a lot back in the day when not every game was on TV. Um, it doesn't matter. This is a big tent fan base. And I think what's cool is the Husker Nation is huge. Husker fans are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's no discrimination on this podcast. If you say you're a Husker fan, you're good with us. Yeah. And it's a, that can be a double-edged sword, too, that, that uh, we have – we literally have fans from coast to coast. And, uh, you know, I, I, I personally – and we'll get into this later a lot more, but I, I get a little nervous about new four new teams from the Pac-12 joining, joining Nebraska because you know they're going to be all be playing us. Right, sure. Because uh, we get the viewers. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. Right. Um, but going back to what you said, I, I thought of something here. You, I, I remember the older generation, a lot of people saying to me, I became a Husker fan because Tom Osborne went for two against Miami. Yeah, how cool like is you, that? There's just cool little things like that where the, the, there's right. maybe not even a family, you're not even from here, but you, you love the way, you love Tom Osborne in the 80s. Right, yep. right. So, yeah, it's, it's a safe space for everybody. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how you got Speaking it. of all are welcome... Even if you're not, as TJ alluded to before, you may not know everything about every team from every year for the last 30 years, myself included. <laughs> this is for everybody. You could just be a casual listener, casual watcher, likes the team as a whole, maybe doesn't even know who some of the starting key players are. You're welcome here. Come yes, hang out with us. Absolutely. It's going to be a good time. There's perspective there. Listen, if, if we are going to overcome the forces of evil – within the Big Ten <laughs> and within the college football industrial complex that has been aligned against us and trying to take undermine Nebraska for decades. We won't let it happen. We're, we're going to have to band together. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a side note. We can get into that later. But I, I grew up on, uh, you know, my dad would tell stories about, you know, the game of the century, the big stuff. But he would always tell stories about the games where we got hosed by officials. Yeah, I think Husker fans have like a unique belief that we've always been targeted and we always get screwed. Yeah. And we got a lot of evidence to back that up. The college football industrial complex. I don't They're know out to get right. us. <laughs> They're out to get us. They're out to the get college us. college football industrial complex. It's true. Right. They hate us for our success. They hate us for our freedoms. And they're out to get us. Yeah. And when are they going to let it go? Right. I'm sorry we were good for so yeah. long. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you want it's, us to say? It's been, it's been long enough. Yeah. Uh, that actually leads us to the last guiding principle. Uh, Geoff, you don't have to apologize. Thank you. I will not actually I take the, retract my last statement. I'm not apologizing because there are no apologies. Anything. There are no apologies on this podcast. Nebraska football is one of the greatest programs in all of college football. Nebraska football fans are absolutely the greatest fan base in all of college football. These things are true and always will be true. World without end. Amen. Amen. We, we do not, on this podcast, we celebrate these eternal truths. We do not apologize. For we don't them. apologize. As for Conor them. McGregor once said, I would like to take this moment to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there, there might be teams that have beat us two or three years in a row. 
Most of them are second-rate programs. I don't care. We don't. Have, I, we don't have to explain ourselves. No. We're better than these teams. <laughs> no. We're all. We will always be better. Take a look than, around. Than these second-rate programs who can't even fill their stadiums. Absolutely. I don't care if they beat us. We're better than them. We will be back. Yeah. Like um, this columnist from Boulder who wrote the piece about what a win it was for the Buffaloes that their stadium would be more than half full. Yeah, that was of one of the Buffalo fans I've ever seen. for a home game. Yeah. Uh, against an old school rival that should get the juices flowing for anybody, uh, you know what? Yeah, I know Colorado beat us. I know it wasn't pretty for the Huskers. I don't care. That's a second rate fan base. That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely, it without is. a doubt. Uh, like, like I don't care, and I don't care where Nebraska is as a program. Uh, if Colorado came in last year at one and eleven, well, we always sell out our stadium, but we would fill we would fill the thing up because it's Colorado, and we mm-hmm. would enjoy curb stomping them every chance we yeah. got. So the fact that like you know some of these other Big Ten schools can't fill their stadiums i don't no apologies we are better than these programs well what you know, you know piggybacking off of that what what would the attendance be at folsom field in boulder if colorado was playing louisiana tech exactly you know mm-hmm. i mean that the place would not be half full um so i mean i think that says a lot right there right the fact yeah. that if you're if you're trying to buy colorado season tickets and you see there's two games on the schedule that are way priced way higher than all the other games and it's Nebraska and USC. That could tell you a lot, a lot about your program. To me personally, when you're when you're charging ex, charging so much extra for one ticket mm-hmm. versus the rest of your schedule, you're a second-rate program. You that, just are. That's exactly right. So, look, we we're all aware of the current realities. We all we're all aware of how bad Nebraska has been. Yeah, we're the bad. Last few and we're years. bad. And I just thought of uh, something too. You brought that up about, you know, ticket prices. I mean, we're not far removed from, I mean, the Rich Rod era in Michigan where they were giving out cases of pop to get people to go to their games. Literally cases get, get of Pepsi. Get a case of do. <laughs> you want to go to the game? We'll get you a case of do. Nebraska doesn't do that. No. Cases of pop to. to go to the game? No, no we have our, and, and, you know, I will say we're not, we're not completely oblivious to our own, our own issues here. Sure. Um, I am. Because there's, I mean, there's still... The issue of you know with 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 the way he, we have it arranged, where you got to pay a donation price donation um, that's non tax deductible, Jeff, and and then in addition to that, pay for your tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not nobody's perfect with that, but we're not giving away cases of pop for, right. for with a season ticket yep. uh, uh, subscription. No, yeah, I mean, we've never had to. And look, I love I love it when opposing fan bases are like. Well, look, yeah, they may, maybe they sold all their tickets, but it's not a real sellout. And it's like, oh, okay, we had 82,000 people there instead of 86,000 yeah, people. Right. Like, yeah. Husker fans show up like no other fan base. Absolutely. We don't apologize. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a little bit about what we're about. And look, we, we're in the middle of a season here. We've got a lot of podcasts that we're excited about coming down the pike, focused on this season and some some sort of timely relevant topics but for the rest of this one um we we wanted to again focus on something you know it's a bye week uh, everybody's going to take a little bit of breather from the current realities and we thought we'd take this chance to just kind of remind husker nation who we are where we've been where we've come from and the fact that we still belong we still belong in the national conversation, and we will be back. Uh, 
I'll start on this note. I'll start here. I think that there's, you know, you watch games on TV and sadly, because, uh, you know, we're usually unranked and, and it's not a game of the week of some sort, right. you know, it's some, you know, third or fourth team, you know, this B team, C team broadcasting team, right. Uh, just out of journalism school or whatever, but there's this lazy media narrative that, you know, ever since Tom Osborne left, Nebraska's been bad and Nebraska's been irrelevant. Um, and that's just not true. No. Like, I think I also there's also a narrative that um, Husker football fans just live in the past, which we're about to live in the past a little bit. But uh, Husker football fans are stuck in the past. They can't, uh, they can't get their arms around current realities. And that's just not true. I think every, like we, we know we're bad right now. We know we've been bad. Exceptionally bad for the last, I don't know, seven years. I mean, it's 2016 yeah. for the last bowl game. Yep. Like, everyone can face it. We're not delusional here. We understand that uh, Tommy Frazier, well, Tommy Frazier might walk through that door, but he's not running the option anymore. No. Uh, so, <laughs> no, have you seen uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um And so, like, yes, we know that, but it's also just completely untrue that we have been uh, sort of irrelevant or bad for 25 years since Tom Osborne left. No, that's let's just let's just look at some accurate. facts here. Let's just look at some facts here. Uh, so we won't count 2023 in these numbers because we're still going through the season. Right. Uh, it's been exactly you know, through the 2022 season. It's been exactly 25 seasons since To the Great One retired. All right, Doctor Tom. Uh, Doctor Tom. Uh, Matt, Jeff, do you know how many of those seasons were winning seasons? How many, TJ? Tell me, please. Fifteen. Fifteen, 15 out of 25. Now, I wasn't ever very good at math, but that's uh, that's a pretty good percentage right there that a lot of teams would be really happy with. They're, and again, it's just, it's actually disappointing to Husker fans yeah. because of how good we were yeah, for so absolutely. long. Right? Um, do you know how many bowl games we went to in those 17 seasons? Anybody know? You've done your homework. 14. Play it on us. No, wrong math. 17. 17. 17 bowl games in those 25 seasons. Uh, and then uh, what else we got? Conference title in 1999. Yeah. National championship game appearance in 2001. In this century. In this century. In this century. Not, not, we're not talking about the result. We were in the game. <laughs> we, we, were there. We, 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 we booked travel. Right. The team was there. <laughs> the team was there. And I mean, that was a, that was a generationally good Miami team. It was. That yeah. was basically all NFL. Players. And let's give, let's give Miami, that Miami team credit. They were paying their players long before NIL. <laughs> they were. <laughs> right? so, yeah. They, they were leaders and innovators yeah, in that space. Rico the Coke dealer in Miami. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. He's not a coke dealer. He runs an auto dealership, but that's just a front. There there was probably a lot of stuff going on there. Again, really innovative stuff from the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Groundbreaking. In the the 80s and 90s and and the early 2000s. Um, uh, Division titles, right? So conference championship games, game appearances in... Do you guys guys know what years those might have been? Um, I know... I know 2006. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the, the uh, Big 12 championship the, game? The last one before the teens, I know that. Um, 09, 010, uh-huh. as Nick Ball would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then... 2012. 2012. 2012. Yep, okay. And I mean, look, well, honestly... 2012, the oh, Wisconsin game. Look, oh, good God, yeah. Yeah, that was, but that we, was but painful. we were there. We uh, won, we won our half, look, our we're, side. We're a nose hair away from 09 and 2010. Oh, yeah. I mean, we absolutely should have been back-to-back Big 12 championships. Again, 09, 
College Football Industrial Complex took it away from us. The BCS. Yes, it's yeah. the BCS. That, that, that's, that's a common, that's common Get Dan Beebe in here. It's the BCS. All common fans. Mm-hmm. I basically was, was robbed. Uh, we were robbed of it. Um, and then that 2010 game, you know, we kind of blew a big lead. But, yeah. um, but I mean, anyway. I can tell you from experience, and Owens knows this too, that there was a good run there where, I'll be honest with you right now, I've never had to pay for a ticket to a Nebraska football game ever. <laughs> I've been lucky enough to just been gifted tickets any chance I've gotten. And most of them have been going with Matt. And for a while there, he would bring me along because any Husker game I attended, we had never lost. And that was – I mean, you can't say I mean, that anymore, we're, but we're amazing. The, every time I went to a game, Kellogg, won, I had never Western experienced Camp Mary, this guy right here. Well, I was at that one too. Yes. Yeah, yeah that was un- – that so, one – Okay, we don't need to go down the rabbit hole of individual examples here. Real far down (laughs) that rabbit hole. But the point being is our wins were far outnumbering our losses, whether they want to try and paint a different way. Right, right. Especially Mm -hmm. especially during the Pelini years, and some some in the Callahan years too, we beat everyone we were supposed to beat. Right. It's just those games where we matched up against someone with equal or a little bit more talent where things got out of hand. Right. Right. right, But we were winning, we were winning eight, nine games. A year, and, and you're 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 spot on with the the media narrative is lazy. They're talking about how it's been twenty some years since we've been that that does that doesn't equate with being in conference championship games exactly. So right. yeah, and let's not forget only two years ago, twenty twenty one, greatest three and nine team in history. It was greatest, greatest <laughs> I mean, three and nine team in history. Put them up against any other three and nine team, that's for sure. Absolutely. In the history of college football, we would smoke them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so look, look. Again, I think we've done a pretty good job of, of illustrating the fact that we're realistic here. Like, are we suggesting that this has been a dominant period of Nebraska football? No, we're not Absolutely suggesting not. that. Uh, but this mer- narrative that we haven't been competitive, haven't been relevant since Osborne left, is just lazy. It's kind of goofy. It's inaccurate. It's another attempt by the college football industrial complex to undermine the Huskers, obviously. Uh, and I think the other thing is, like, this has been the worst stretch of like oh what, since the 50s right i mean 27 especially the most current like oh 17 to like riley's last year through the frost era you know to 2017 to 2022 um that's been the the worst stretch yeah right? we're going back to pre-devaney like what was the mm-hmm. guy i don't comment comment fan here but what was it i know bill jennings was one of those guys there's a there was a jennings and there was a glassford and those guys were not doing real well <laughs> right, right. um but but like Think about this against okay we're gonna get into some numbers here in a minute but against the backdrop of decades of dominance just just decades of pissing excellence just, absolutely <laughs> this is a small blip pissing, on the radar just pissing it this everywhere. is this is a small blip on the radar and what's really remarkable is where we still stand in historic uh, college football rankings whether it's total wins bowl game appearances conference championships we're gonna get into all this in a minute but we've literally had like the worst possible stretch of Husker football uh, since like the Korean war. And like, we're still, we're still up there and all these standings uh, it's unbelievable. And, and, and let's, let's say, let's take it one step further. It's been a little rough. You know, th- this season's been a little up. It's been up. It's been down, Yeah. <laughs> but Matt rule and the boys are about to turn things around too. Let's make sure we point. That right. Out right. There, there, it might be hard for some people to see, but fundamentally I think, there are good things. There are some good things happening. Um, they're playing hard. They're tackling well. And you can you can build off of that. For sure. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like it's kind of a rough year for him to have his first year because 
coach prime in Colorado and the turnaround that they supposedly have had this quickly, <laughs> it, I feel like that's the rage right now is totally. that you need to, you need to be able to flip, flip and win roster. immediately now. Yeah. Yep. And he just, he had a bad year to have a first year with us. I yeah. think. So and I don't think that's fair. Kind of yeah. I think we should, the, the future of the program and, and Matt rule is probably a whole separate pod. So sure. You don't need to go You're too right. far down this, this rabbit yep. hole, but GF, that's a really good point. Um, like, and like, I think we're already seeing, first of all, like Dion deserves some credit for bringing in a bunch of talent and, you know, winning more games than they won last year. They're probably going to go to a bowl. Mm -hmm. I think they've come down, come down from, uh, you know, the, the air's a little bit out of the balloon right now. Yeah. Uh, from where it was. Um, the Louis, let's, the let's, Louis, the Louis luggage is a little bit banged up. Little bit the baggage up. handlers at, at we uh, United we did a number a few on. pairs of sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, but, but also like, I, I, I don't think that's the direction that like, that's sort of unique to Dion in my opinion. Right. And he's got, he's got an image and an appeal that he's cultivated going back to when we were kids, right. As a player, Absolutely. as an athlete, as a national figure. Uh, I mean, how many former players, like even before he was coaching uh, at Colorado or co- coaching in the college ranks, he's on like Aflac commercials. Like yeah. he's just got a national appeal, right. a national image that he's cultivated. Players are drawn to that. And you see now, like after they've been humbled a little bit, they still have work to do. Yes, he brought in some playmakers. Yes, his son is a good quarterback. Um, but they, they, they need work. They got work to do on both lines, on the offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, the defense overall is not very good. And so, like, I think these Husker fans that, you know, want to see it done a different way, I, I don't think that's going to be the model suddenly that, that 50 programs try to no. emulate. There's only one way right. to do this, and we really are starting from the bottom. Yeah, and yeah. I think, well, I think for us too, um, and I'm sure we'll get into this again, but sure. for for us, where we are, um, we have to be, we have to go back to being a, a de- developmental program where we're getting... You know, we're getting trying to keep our guys. You know, the good high school players that come out of brass, we can't let them leave. We got to get some walk-ons still um, to at least help out. Maybe I, I said this yesterday. I don't know if I necessarily want them on, on the two deep, but those walk-ons make a huge difference in special teams, and they make uh, you know they make the play like the Phelan Sanfords of the world and the Brandon Ragonis of the world. Those guys make a huge difference to your football team. Definitely. Do I want them in the in the two deep on the depth chart? Maybe not. Right. Because when you go up against Michigan, we see what happens. Right. Right. Um, but we need to be more of a program like that than let's say, hey, let's flip the roster this year and we'll bring mm-hmm. in all these transfers and all this stuff, because it doesn't always work as well as it has for Dion. Right. Like how often do you see that? You, you know, it used to be like you you would see a guy like would transfer. Um, all these quarterbacks have transferred a lot over. Some guys are like that Slovis kid is with BYU now. Like, I think it's like his third or fourth team or something, I think. Right. It doesn't always work out for right. those individual guys. So how are you going to bring in a whole, almost whole roster of new kids and have it work? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Point being is, is that, and like you said, we'll get into it on another pod, but some teams do it their way. We're going to do it our way and it's going to work. That's yeah. exactly right. I'm yeah. confident. We will be back. Yep. We, we will, will be, be back, back to baby. the mountaintop. Yep. All right. We're going to, we're going to, uh, we're winding down here. We've got a little, a little bit more left. Stick with us, common fan. Um, Kind of back to this point of just how bad things have been uh, for the last several years. Think about this. In our glorious history, how many total wins do you think the Nebraska Cornhuskers have? A million. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty close to a million. Uh, 913 wins for the Huskers, uh, which is eighth all time. Still eighth. Still in the top ten after... 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. We're years. still in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had six consecutive losing seasons, and we're still eighth all time in wins. Uh, and that's just a testament to how much we pissed excellence for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, pissing it all over the place. <laughs> Forty-six conference championships. 46, 46. championships. Say it out loud. Would you like to see our conference championship trophies? It takes they take up a whole room. We got a lot of them. Uh, and fellow common fans, would you like to know where that compares to other programs? That's number two all time when it comes to conference championships. Now that is solid. That's very impressive. Um, let, let's do let, let's hit some of the favorites. Some that everybody knows. Five national titles. Mm-hmm. That's eleventh all time. Yes, sir. Uh, again, let's be honest. Probably at least two more were taken from us yeah. by the College Football Industrial yeah, Complex. Charlie Warden, uh, Florida State. Nine, yeah, nineteen ninety three, uh, Florida State comes immediately Orange, to mind. Eighty four Orange Bowl. Um, eighty four comes to mind. Uh, what was it nineteen eighty two when um, uh, we had a regular season loss to Penn State? That was a complete screw job by the officials. Yeah. Otherwise, we're in the national championship uh, picture. We're right in the national championship hunt. Uh, on that one, so so really, we probably belong higher on that list. Um, three Heisman trophies, only five schools have more. Um, Fifty-three bowl games. How many think? How many do you think that's good? Well, where do you think that? That's got to be top ten. Yeah, that's number nine. All time. Um, and uh, we've spent seven hundred and thirty weeks in the A people. That's eighth all time. Uh, do you know how long seven hundred and thirty weeks is, Jeff? Do I? No. I'm <laughs> no. That's 14 me, years, dude. gentlemen. Very good. 14 years. You've done your homework. That's longer than any of us have been married, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Um, uh, 54 consensus All-Americans. That's good for ninth all-time. All-time winning percentage of uh, 680, which is 10th all-time. We could go on and on, fellow Common fans. The point is, we're a big boy. We're a blue blood. We are blue. We are one of the greatest programs in college football history, and it's not open for debate. We don't apologize. We don't take a back seat to anyone. No, we don't. No. Nebraska. Run through this wall over here. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Um, I'm going to double check that win count really quick because (laughs) I I made these notes. Uh, I think it might have been before the Louisiana Tech game. So it might be 914 wins uh, total. Um, We're getting close to wrapping up here, uh, fellow Common fans. Uh, Boys, did you have anything else you want to share on this inaugural historic occasion? historic day. Of the first Common Fan pod? Well, you know, I I would just like to um, say that I love Husker football. I'm not ashamed to say that. there's nothing quite like waking up the morning of a game day. You know, for me personally, you know, you maybe you put on the old uh, the tunnel vision. It's got the Sirius and then the band music. I mean, my kids, my kids march around to the band music on game day. I didn't, I didn't teach them how to do that. <laughs> they just do it, and I'm damn proud. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited to, to chat with you guys frequently about this stuff, and uh, just excited to put this out there to the common fan. Uh, just our opinions and our thoughts and what we have to say. Yeah, and I'll also say, you know, first and foremost, you may not agree with everything I want to say. Like, that's one good thing about our group and how we operate here. People have differences of opinion. 
and it makes for really boring shows when everybody just agrees with each other all the time. So just know that maybe you guys will love some of the things I have to say, but there are some opinions I have about Husker football that maybe you won't agree with. But the point is, is we're here. We have different points of view, and I'm just really happy here to be part of it. It's going to be awesome. Listen, Jeff, I just want you to know I'm not above resorting to physical violence. And so, <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> yeah. well, and you are a number. You know, uh, I know we said all common fans are welcome. Uh, yeah. but, oh, no mean, apologies, TJ. What, <laughs> no apologies. I don't know what kind of opinions you're thinking of sharing here. But, uh, no, no, no. Absolutely uh, well taken. So I did sell us short. I did sell us one win short. It's 914 wins. Okay. Uh, okay. And we don't, we don't. so there's, there's one more win. No, we don't take any of those for granted. No, that's exactly no. right. That's exactly right. Um, I, I think, I, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to end up on this. Really excited about this pod. If you've, if you've come this far with us, we appreciate you uh, listening to the inaugural Common Fan Pod. There's going to be a lot more coming from us. Um, the next episode will be a mid-season review of uh, the Huskers, and so we're really excited about that. Um, I'm going to end with this. Uh, and common fans, we'll end kind of where we started. We know that, that you, we, are going to keep showing up, common fans. We're going to keep supporting Coach Rule and the boys. We're going to keep filling that beautiful stadium, that old gray lady. This thing is going to turn around, guys. This thing is going to turn around sooner than we think. Yeah, look, this year it's a slog to try to find six wins on that schedule, right? It hasn't been pretty. I don't think we should expect it to get a whole lot prettier in terms of sort of smooth operations on the field. Uh, but there are there are six wins total on this schedule. I yeah. believe we can find our way there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me tell you, fellas, if we get ourselves to a bowl game, it's, it might as well be. That's 19. where we're it at. It might as well be. That's where we are at right now. Because we are going to be and dancing I'm here for in it. the streets uh, if the Huskers get to a bowl game. Yep. Uh, so stick with it, Husker fan. We know we don't need to tell the, the fellow Common fans that. Uh, this thing is going to turn uh we're excited you've joined us uh, keep supporting the boys in red and uh we'll see you down uh we'll see you down on uh, 10th and vine uh sooner rather than later gbr gbr, GBR take care everybody life. love you guys